This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. We believe that this is an amazing time that we live in. These are important days and all the more reason to pray. And tonight you're going to hear some of our heartbeat reflected in and through the lives of others who are living this out and who are seeing God do great things in and through their prayer life, their prayer culture, and their prayer ministry. And so it is with great joy to welcome Nicole Dinsmore and her amazing team all the way from Olathe, Kansas. Come on, somebody. And uh, ladies, we're so glad that you're here. Thank you for coming. You know, anytime anybody comes into Utah, it's like, yes, fresh recruits for the battle. All right, thank you for being here. We feel your support, we feel your love, and uh, hopefully in return we can be a blessing to you as well. But tonight I've asked Nicole just to come and share a little bit of her heart. She is the prayer director and global missions director at the church um, and just has a passion for the things that we're going to do tonight, things we're going to talk about and share. And I just wanted her to come and share for about 30 minutes just from her heart, whatever the Lord has put on her heart for us, for Courageous Church, and more importantly, for you, all right? Because it's not a mistake that you're here tonight. I believe that God has ordained this moment for you and for me to receive all that he has for us. So before Nicole comes, I just wanna open with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for tonight. God, we have so been looking forward to this moment. But Lord, we know that you've been looking forward to this moment more than we have. God, because you saw down the channels of time. You saw us all gathering here tonight. You saw where the seeds will grow and blossom and produce great fruit in and through our lives. And you'll see how it'll affect the generations to come. Lord, we thank you for that tonight. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come now, that you would speak to us, that you would move among us, in us, and through us, Lord. I pray that you would anoint Nicole tonight, Lord, for the word that she's about to bring. Lord, let it not just be more information, but let it truly be an impartation that we can all receive tonight by faith in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen and amen. All right. Well, let's give a round of applause for Nicole. Come on up. Thank there you, you so go. much. Well, um, this one is ter- should be turned on. Yeah, we good? We're good? Awesome. Guys, I'm so excited to um, be here with you guys. We're so excited to be here. Um, Our connection with Courageous Church originally is with Stephen and Maddie. Um, I've known Stephen since we were kids, and in return, I've known Maddie for since they have been together. And so, yeah, we love them so much, and they're from our church originally, and um, yeah, so we're super thankful that they're out here with you guys. And so, um, since they moved out here, we've been really excited to come out here and serve with everybody and just connect with you guys and in, in what you guys are doing here. Um, and through that, we've loved just getting to know Jason and Candace and everything that they're doing. Their hearts are just so on fire for the Lord and so on fire for um, seeing his name glorified, seeing um, people come to know and understand and walk in um, just the freedom that comes in knowing um, Jesus and walking with him. So we, we already feel like they're family and we love them dearly and we're excited to be here. 
Um, I'm just going to take a few minutes just to share a little bit about who I am and who we are and just what the Lord actually is doing in our church. And um, a lot of what we are experiencing, I know, is on the heart of Jason and Candace, Candace for you guys to experience here and just for um, to happen specifically in Salt, the Salt Lake area. And so, um, yeah, so I want to just share a little bit of our, our story. And then also I'm going to share a little bit about the value of worship and prayer. Um, but I hope that just as I share that this is an encouragement to you that our testimony um, as of what God is doing would be encouraging to you to also just let you um, desire these things potentially for yourself and for the for the body of Christ here in um, this city. So my personal just mini little story really quick is um, I grew up in the church and um, always wanted to go overseas long term as a missionary. That was always a passion of mine. And so um, I had gone to training school to do that when I was 20. And um, while I was in training school, I um, had a very clear word from the Lord that instead of moving overseas to work with Muslims, that I was supposed to move back to Kansas and start a house of prayer at my church. Um, which at the time I was like, I don't even know what that would mean. I don't lead worship, so I can't do that. Um, and that, yet that was the word that the Lord gave me so clearly was you're supposed to go take worship and prayer and make it um, something that happens on a regular basis in your church and that through that, you're going to see a transformation happen in your community. And so I just was like, okay, God, I can't say no. I feel like when the Lord gives us an invitation, it's like, well, I, I don't want to say no, even though it seems scary and impossible. So I moved back to Kansas City in um, 2016 to come back and really pioneer a new ministry that didn't exist before. Um, so this was my home church that I had been a part of my whole life. Um, my dad is actually the lead pastor, the founding pastor of the church. And so coming back and sharing just the the vision that the Lord had put on my heart to see um, regular worship and prayer happening in our church community, I praise the Lord had a ton of support and a ton of permission to just go for it, whatever that looked like. And um, so my now husband actually helped me launch the, um, the prayer meeting. And so all that it looked like was on a weekly basis on Tuesday nights, actually. So Tuesdays are super special to me. Literally right now, my husband is leading worship at our church and Haley's husband is praying on the prayer mic and they're doing the thing over there. And so, um, so yeah, so we started in um, June of 2016. So it's been four years now since we launched our Tuesday night gathering. Um, and at first, even though a lot of people showed up at first, cause it was new and exciting, um, it was shaky. Haley was on our, our launch team. So, um, she was just little 17, 18 year old rocking it, rolling it. And, um, and yeah, so we launched that and, um, at first it felt like, man, this has just blew up. Like 70 people were coming. Stephen and Maddie know they would, they would come. And, um, and it was just like, wow, God is doing crazy things. And then after about a year, um, we just really started to see a decrease in people attending. Um, and at first we were all like, man, this is so hard. And there was actually just two years worth of time where it felt like, man, we're just plowing the ground. Like nobody cares about this. People think that we're crazy. Like they think that we're literally so weird that we want to spend 
And at that time, we were doing only one hour of worship and prayer a week. And people were like, why would you do that? That's kind of weird. Like, you pray for revival. What is revival? That sounds kooky. Like, just kind of people had no understanding for what we were doing. And we realized um, as we went into all of it that we had to bring understanding. That people, um, it wasn't their fault that they didn't understand that worship and prayer is really in the heart of what the Lord um, has for the church. It's, it's, it's such a core thing, and I'm actually going to talk about that. Um, and so we began to give understanding and help bring people along, make it simple and bring people along. And um, just kind of to fast forward, specifically last year in 2019, um, we really felt strongly from the Lord um, that uh, there was going to be a really big move in 2020. We felt like 2020, we're going to start seeing the fulfillment of the things that we have been interceding for for years now. Like people might think that we're a little bit crazy or we're a little bit weird and um, we're too prophetic or whatever, but like we are going to, we feel from the Lord, we're going to see things like come to fruition. We're going to see our prayers start to be answered. And so we came into 2020 as a team um, feeling like, man, God is going to do something crazy. And every January as a church, for the last four years, we have done 21 days of prayer, and this has been something that's been very um, monumental, really, for our church, where we do the first 21 days, we do um, our worship and prayer meetings, instead of just on Tuesdays, we do them Monday through Friday, so every night, Monday through Friday, for three weeks straight, and it's like our Super Bowl, mega Super Bowl or something, it's a blast, um, but, so we do that in January. So going into 2020, we're like, man, God is going to do crazy things. Like, people are going to come. And it's just going to be like these wild, big gatherings, you know. And we had the lowest attendance we've ever had in four years. But on the flip side we were experiencing the power of God in a way that we had never experienced. And so through this, um, through this January's 21 days, we were just at the place as a whole um, worship and prayer team where we were like, it doesn't matter if nobody shows up, we are here for God and he is here for us. And so it was just like, okay, we're gonna just go for it. And we're encountering him and we're sad people aren't coming because we want them to join in. But we don't care because we're here for God. And so um, so I'll talk a little bit more about kind of just some of our um, vision behind that. But then COVID happened, right? And so then nobody could come anyways. And so we really felt like that was the Lord preparing us to be able to do worship and prayer meetings with nobody in the room and it to not feel like weird or awkward. And so um, when COVID happened and the quarantine happened, our lead pastor said, well, if everyone's going to be stuck at home, we might as well offer worship and prayer online for them every day. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, sure, we can do that. Um, so thank you, Lord, for preparing us for four years for that. So we, um, when once that started, we started out by doing five nights a week, and then we ended up going down to four nights a week because our youth service ended up doing a night. And um, so for th over 13 weeks, we did worship and prayer four nights a week. And um, it was just our team in the room. So we would go to the church and we would live stream it. And it was just the worship and the prayer team. There was nobody attending. And we started going for two or three hours at a time and just having these beautiful encounters with the Lord. And we just felt like, man, we are going so deep and we're going so far with the Lord. Um, and by the time we ended, we actually 
actually figured out we had the same amount of prayer meetings in those 13 and a half weeks that we would have in an entire year's worth of time. And so we were like, this is why we feel like so far so much farther like we went we like we plowed so far because we even though it was such a short amount of time we went far in the spirit right and so it was just such a powerful time and we really felt like this was the first time that our church really realized the value of go prayer because we were that's the name of our ministry because we were online so it was so crazy the first night we live streamed where no one could attend we had 2,000 people on our live stream we generally have maybe 200 people over the course of like the hour or two. And so we got to the end of the prayer set and we all just like cracking up. We're like, what is this? Like the Lord just like um, elevated this ministry, not because of who we are, but because of what he wants to do in it. Right. And because of the value of what it is. And so through all of COVID, like every day people are tuning in and experiencing God and Cindy and Chrissy can both testify to that because they were at home with their kiddos and they would tune in and they would experience the Lord at their house with their families and on the live stream. And so it was just such an incredible time where our church finally for the first time it felt like realized wow this ministry um, is not just a cool thing that happens on Tuesday nights for some people but this is for me this is something that I can be impacted by this is something that I can be a part of and um, doesn't mean I have to serve on the team to be a part of it but this is important and valuable for our church and um, so we come comes May we start meeting in person again as a church our pastor's pretty zealous and so as soon as it was like kind of legal for us to get back to Together, he was like go for it yeah he, he's he's all about it um and so our first service back together we actually had an invite only service there was only 50 people in the room which our church is a church of over 2,000 so 50 people is obviously very small in comparison which for us we had only had 10 people in the room for three months so we were like 50 people at church this is amazing and from that very first weekend service that we had those 50 people in there it was like they the lord just took the volume in like full blast like not that it was louder but like i mean the people did sing louder actually but it just felt like from the, that moment, every person in that room was ready to be in the presence of God and was unified and just ready to go together. And it was so powerful. And I just am excited to say that like literally since that moment, it hasn't stopped. Like we're back, we're pretty much back to normal. We have a ton of people coming to church now and, um, and stuff. And, and the Spirit's just been doing incredible things. Even just this weekend, um, you know, prophetic words are, have, are starting to be even shared on the weekend from the stage from our pastors. And um, we're just doing extended times of worship. And all of that to say, four years ago, our church's worship was 22 minutes long, which is totally fine. There's nothing about the amount of time, but our, that was about what our people could handle, right? The value of worship and prayer didn't really exist in our in our church. But over the course of these four years where we have been plowing in worship and prayer on, on a Tuesday night where a lot of people don't even know we're there and nobody's really showing up, but we know we're there, right? We are now seeing the fruit throughout our whole congregation where they're seeing and 
understanding, wow, God really is bringing awakening. Wow, his presence really is the most important thing. And so it's just, I wanted to share that testimony with you guys because we feel like we're living in this beautiful prophetic story with the Lord. And it's like a never ending, like every week is a new adventure with him. And it's been a lot of hard work. Like, it's fun to share that, you know, the other side and be like, this is awesome. Um, it was like a lot of hard work and a lot of tears and a lot of frustration and a lot of um, just confused people or people leaving frustrated or, you know, Haley driving home crying because she felt like singing wasn't very good or me being like, nobody cares about prayer. And, um, you know, all of that. There was years of like, Allowing and just being faithful for the sake of it was obedience, it wasn't fun. Um, but now we're really seeing the Lord pour out in power, and it's it is a lot of fun. So I want to actually get into a little bit of meat, but I wanted to share that to just encourage you guys. Like, you guys are a church plant. You guys are rocking it. Your pastors are just so amazing, and their hearts are so pure for the Lord and for his presence. And I want to just encourage you that um, valuing worship and prayer, valuing really the presence of God um, as a community really does bring in um, years to come of him doing powerful things it can feel dry and boring and hard honestly a lot of the time um, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to pour out that doesn't mean um, that week after week when you say lord pour out your spirit pour out your spirit and you do it for years at a time and you're like man is he ever actually going to do it like i've prayed Ephesians 117 probably so like thousands of times and like is he ever going to actually do it and we're actually now experiencing him doing it people are getting healed on a weekly basis of things like cancer or broken leg or um you know marriage issues or whatever like we're, we're seeing miraculous things happen in our church and we as a staff and especially our pastors really truly believe it's because of that faithful place of of laboring and worship and prayer on a weekly basis there's something about that set aside time and place that the lord just really values and he sees and he honors it and so because of covid we now do two nights a week permanently so we have tuesdays and thursdays now which is exciting for us after four years to finally expand so i'm gonna I know that was like a lot, and so I get really excited, <laughs> and I wanted to keep that short, but I kind of went longer. But I'm going to go in a little bit just to answer the question, why are worship and prayer meetings important for the local church? Because you guys are a local church here, and obviously Candace and Jason are like, yeah, let's do worship and prayer meetings, but let's talk about why is that important? Because a lot of times it can be like, that sounds good, but that's kind of for the elite Christians, or that's kind of for the people, that's only for the intercessors, or that's only for the singers. And I want to just share with you, it's for everybody. It really is for everybody. I do not sing, praise God, my husband is an amazing worship leader, and he's doing it right now, leading worship. But um, that's just not who I am, but I am a part of the, the worship and prayer community. And I specifically, I would believe, I, I feel like I'm a part of the worship team, even though I don't do anything, because that's who I'm made to be as a, as a follower of Jesus, as a worshiper. So um, in Isaiah 56, 7, it says, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And then in Matthew 21, the Lord um, Jesus actually refers to it and says, it is written, my house is called to be a house of prayer. And so it is clear in scripture that prayer is something that the Lord sees as a part of his church. It's a part of his community. It's not just for certain believers. It's for everybody. And it's not just praying by yourself, but it's praying together. And so... 
we believe that worship and prayer meetings are to the local church as the heart is to the body. That's how valuable and important they are to make the church function and flourish. Just like, um, so what that means is that it cannot um, stop pumping life into the rest of the church. So having a, a continual worship and prayer gathering as a community, it pumps life into the rest of the church. We, on Tuesday and Thursday nights, we don't just pray for the nations. We don't just pray for our kids' ministry or our women's ministry. Like, we pray for it all, and on a regular basis. We pray for revival. We pray for our missionaries. We pray for our marriage ministry and our women's ministry and our men's ministry and our worship teams. Like, And we believe all of those prayers are strengthening those ministries and we're seeing fruit happen in those ministries because of our continual faithful unified prayer and so um, I believe that to be successful in worship and prayer together um, we need to understand that our success is not found in how many people attend um, or how much influence we have but it's solely found in obedience to Jesus as we serve the church our, our church community together and so it's not about getting the biggest amount of numbers not that that's an awesome thing. It is, and I hope a lot of people come. I really do, because it's a lot of fun. But even if there's just two or three, right, the Holy Spirit is here with us when we come together and do it, and we're being obedient, and that's where the power comes. That's where the success is. And so history shows that every great move of God for global evangelization, it started with fervent prayer meetings of like four to five people. So if you go back and study church history, which I encourage you to do, because it is so so interesting. Um, it's all of these moves of God really started with fervent prayer meetings of four to five people that then turned into prayer movements, which is what our church is now experiencing. We call it a prayer movement that turned into mission and world evangelization movements. And that's because we believe it's impossible to partner with Jesus as he lives to make intercession, right? That's what Jesus does and not be impacted for, by his heart for the lost. And so when we come together and we unify in prayer, we then receive Jesus's heart that he is already has as he's making intercession for the lost. And so it, it actually impacts the entire world and it sends us out on mission, not just locally, but also globally, but also locally, right? So the, the purpose of worship and prayer meetings is to first to minister to the Lord. We believe that we minister to the Lord through worship. And if you've never heard that term, ministering to the Lord, um, it's, it really is the primary calling of us as believers, is our first and foremost calling is to love Jesus, right? And so to love Jesus, we get to minister to him, we get to glorify him, we get to worship him and praise him. And so that's our first goal and purpose as we come together. The second is to partner with his heart through prayer. And so these are really the two purposes of a worship and prayer meeting. It's to minister to the Lord and to partner with the Lord. And that's it. Like, how simple is that? That's not too hard. Like, we can be successful in that. It's that simple. And so no matter what we feel or we don't feel, hear or don't hear, encounter or don't encounter during any given prayer meeting, if we've ministered to him and partnered with him, we know we're successful and we know we're obedient. So another um, just something I would encourage you guys when it comes to worship and prayer is to let Holy Spirit lead. This is something that we hold so dearly to our hearts. And this really, all that that looks like, it doesn't have to be kooky or weird or chaotic. All that letting Holy Spirit lead looks like is giving room for him to come, lead us, guide us, speak to us, and encounter us during every meeting. And so this is a value of ours in our prayer ministry that has totally impacted our entire church. That as we let Holy Spirit lead us, 
at our prayer meetings, we are now seeing him lead in ways he's never led on our weekend services. It's so cool. And so we unapologetically pursue his presence and his voice where he's leading us to go. We approach his throne every single set knowing that we're encountering him for our church and our community. And then the last thing I want to just encourage you guys when it comes to... um, worship and prayer together as a community is to be a family. This is something, these are our kind of our main things as we minister, we partner to the Lord, we let Holy Spirit lead, and then we cultivate a family as our prayer community and as our church community. But specifically, we have this kind of special culture on our Tuesday and Thursday nights where, um, like I said, a lot of people come sometimes and a lot of people don't. Especially with COVID, we have like 15 to 20 people and we love that because it's better than just, I mean, not better. It's more fun than just the 10 of us. It's not better. It's more fun. Um, But yeah, being a family really, we find it really makes... Worship and prayer, more fun, honestly, because we know each other, we care about each other, right? I'm sure if you have a family and you pray with your kids, like that's a little bit more fun sometimes than praying with a stranger because you know your kids, you know what to pray for them and you you understand their needs and they understand you and you love them. And so um, we believe that to help sustain worship and prayer, family and being committed um, to the the community together is so valuable and, and important and it helps us have that deep connection and strength as a community so those are kind of the things I just want to encourage you guys in as um, as I know that Jason and Candace's heart is to see more prayer meetings happening the last thing I just am going to kind of share with you actually some scriptures um, just about what are benefits of corporate prayer meetings so I'm going to give you what the benefit is and then also the scripture that goes along with it and I hope that this is just encouraging to you to see in scripture that when we come together and we do worship and prayer on a regular basis and there's not one specific way to do it. The way that we're going to do it tonight is probably different than the way you've maybe ever seen happen, and that's totally fine. And the way that Jason and Candace do it is probably going to be different than the way Stephen and Maddie would do it or um, anybody else. And there's not a perfect model, but there just are different ones, which makes it more fun when there's a variety, right? So the seven benefits of corporate prayer gatherings, the first one is to glorify Jesus. Obviously, like I said, we minister to the Lord and we glorify Jesus. So this is a place to minister to God to offer him worship that he's worthy of. It helps you discover the beauty of God and the beauty he sees in you. And the scripture I have with that is Mark 14, three through 10, which is the story of Mary of Bethany, which I would encourage you to read. She's my hero. Um, I love her. And so, yeah, that is obviously one of the first benefits of going to a prayer meeting is that you're going to glorify Jesus, right? The second one would be spiritual warfare. So this is a place to petition God for transformation over a region, believing that he will do something simply because we asked. And so a scripture that goes along with that is Acts 4, um, but then also Luke 18, 7, it says, and will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? And so we believe that coming to those prayer meetings, the second thing you get to encounter is spiritual warfare in the good way, right? We come to God and we petition God. And the, I even just love that this location, you have these windows and you can pray out over the city and over the mountains. That's so beautiful. Um, the third benefit would be personal transformation 
transformation, right? When you attend a prayer meeting, you're going to experience personal transformation, especially if you attend on a regular basis. So it's a place of encounter. We are most changed when we are fascinated with God. And so two scriptures that go with that, the first one would be Psalm 27.4, which is the um, to, to be in his house all the days of his life and gaze on his beauty. And then the second one would be 2 Corinthians 3.18, and it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Number four is training in the word, meaning in the scriptures. So this is a place to sing and dialogue with God about his word. And so that is a beautiful thing. Like we obviously do that on our own in our own prayer time, but there's something special about coming to a prayer meeting where we get to pray out of scriptures and we get to dive and learn more about the word of God together. And Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Number five is healing and deliverance. So um, prayer meetings are a place for the release of God's power in healing and deliverance for body, mind, and soul. James 5, 14 through 15 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let them come to the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer is offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. The sixth um, benefit to going to a prayer meeting or being a part of a prayer community is unity. This is a place where we dwell in agreement and unity for the purpose of God in our generation. And so coming together and saying, yes, you're my brother and my sister in Christ, and we're going to agree in prayer together for this topic. And it just brings that unity together. And this is something that actually we talk about so much with our prayer community because there is so much power in being unified. And in this current time in our world in 2020, you just have to open up Facebook to see disunity, right? It it doesn't take long to see disunity. And so we believe that coming together in prayer, it unifies us. We put aside our opinions and whatever, and we come and we realize, okay, we can bond together over Jesus, and we can pray together in agreement for our city, for our friends, for our family, for our church. This, the last thing that is a benefit of, of um, attending or being a part of a prayer community is it's a place to receive direction from the Holy Spirit. And the scripture I put there is Acts um, 13. But I know personally, um, I've obviously been a part of a prayer community for four years now on a weekly basis. And I even just love that this is on Tuesday night because being out of town, it's weird to not be at a prayer meeting on Tuesday. And I know personally there's so many times where I need to hear from the Lord specifically. And so going and being in his presence is such a beautiful way to hear direction from him. It's not that you can't do that at home, but there is a powerful thing that happens when we come together and we worship and we pray together in unity. So those are the seven um, benefits of a prayer of prayer gatherings that I wanted to just share with you guys. And um, yeah, tonight we're gonna do worship and pray together and I'm super excited to pray with you guys we've been praying for you guys since we well since before we came but then also since we've been here um, every day as a team and yeah I just want you guys to know that even after we leave we're going to be praying for you guys and we're super excited about what God wants to do here in this city in this community and I believe that this church is um, obviously just such a powerful um, place for the Lord to get to do that because he's being honored and he's being glorified so yeah thank you guys for letting me share and I hope it was encouraging to you and yeah we're gonna pray soon so you guys 
I'll let Jason close for you guys' break. Thank you so much. Don't go anywhere yet because I want to pray for you. And um, if you wouldn't mind, Candice, would you come on up here too? And we just want to just pray a blessing over how the Lord's going to continue to use you because I don't think it's a mistake or an accident that you came out. Like we know, we know it's not because we talked on the phone before, you know, so we planned a little bit, but a little bit of planning, but not a whole lot. But, um, but no, I just really feel like this is not just your life message, but this is a part of the anointing that God's placed on your life to break open this and other places. And Utah, I mean, Utah's interesting, right? Can I get an amen? Utah's interesting. Is that putting it nicely? Um, but there's going to be a lot of places like this that I feel like the Lord's going to use you to bring forth um, just everything that you've, you've shared with us tonight. And the Bible says that if you receive a prophet, you also will receive a prophet's reward. Like what you are sharing is prophetic in the sense that it's God's voice for the church. Okay? So prophets aren't old dudes with big gray beards like Gandalf. I mean, there probably are a few. I'm working on it. I got a little gray coming in. Um, but prophets are those that, that hear from the Lord and are able to share what God's saying now, okay? And I've, I really believe this is a now word for us. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go back after the recording's over and extrapolate all these amazing teachings and put them into a PDF document for everybody. Because I really, I want us to not rush past this. And I, and I know that there was a lot. So I want us to be able to digest this, to, to chew on this. As we've talked about as a church, one of our core values is being a people that are passionate about prayer. And so you're going to hear a lot more of that passion over the next few days and weeks and months by the grace of God. But before um, we move into a time of worship, we're going to break in just a moment. As I mentioned at the start, there are no restrooms here, so you'll have to go off campus to do that. There's a Crown Burger just a block up the, the way that you can use a restroom there. But before we do that, I want Candace just to come and just to pray over you that God would just continue to bless not only your ministry you know, at home, but just in all of the ways and, and areas that God's going to use you. Is that okay? Would you mind using that one? Yeah. yeah. If you guys will just stretch your hands towards Nicole in agreement with me. Uh, the word amen means so be it. So when we pray together, we say amen because we're coming into agreement together. So as we stretch hands in agreement towards Nicole right now. We just come to you, God, and we just thank you so much for this gift, God, that you've brought to Salt Lake City, this gift that you've brought to Courageous Church, God. In, in our infancy as a church, God, you've blessed us with this gift. We're so thankful, God. We're so thankful that you brought us, Nicole, and this team, God. We just ask that you would just bless them, God, with every need that they have, God, that you would provide every single need that they have, health, finances, provision, answers to prayer. God, that you would just let it be yes, God. And so we just thank you for that, God. We just ask, God, that you would continue to bless them, God, in their ministry, God, that you would continue to um, help them to be strong and courageous as they go out from Courageous Church back to their city, that they would be bold and empowered in a new way uh, with strength that they, ha they have, haven't even had maybe up to this time, God. We just thank you, God, for the heart that Nicole has for missions, God. And we know that you're going to see the dreams and the visions in her heart come to fruition in that because you have called her to it, God, and she's just planting seeds right now, and you're going to use her mightily for your kingdom. So we just thank you for that, God. We thank you for her obedience. We ask that you would just bring the right people around her, surround her, God, in Jesus' name with godly men and women who can go before her and prepare a way.
way, God, and that would just support her in all her endeavors in the name of Jesus. And we just ask, God, that you would just be with her tonight, God, and her team as they just bless us, God, that your power would just work in through them in mighty ways. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.